Hi, I'm J.P. Maroney, CEO of Harbor City Capital, Jay Benoit, COO, and uh, we're actually really excited to be giving you guys some additional training and videos. What's funny is that people don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes here at the company where we're talking about marketing campaigns, email, advertising, clicks, funnels, all of this kind of stuff. And it occurred to us that somebody out there, a business owner, entrepreneur, executive, might enjoy being inside and maybe being a fly on the wall to some of this stuff. So Yeah, things that come second nature to us because we've been doing it for so long are things we take for granted and people actually need to know and should know and it would help them out. Yeah, so what we thought we'd do is get Jesse Maestro of the video world uh, to record some of this stuff. And we're going to be talking about different things, but we just got off a call with one of our traffic people that runs campaigns for uh, surveys, polls, builds email marketing lists, and then we drive those leads into other funnels. And we were talking about one campaign that we'll probably be putting at scale four or 5,000 leads a day in the top of this funnel. And a big part of that campaign in follow-up is email. So you, you bring people in just so they kind of walk people through the idea of what a funnel or a marketing process is for us is we're running an ad, we're taking people to a page, we're presenting some kind of an offer. That offer could be for, for a free report or video or something. Then when they register or opt in, give us their permission, and go to the next page, then they're presented with an offer that for us is monetization. It might be selling a product, it might be turning that into a lead. But if you don't sell people, which you're only gonna get a percentage, very, very small percentage of them that buy on that, that follow-up page, then if you don't have any way to follow up with them afterwards or you haven't put in place a process for that, then you lose a lot of money. You leave a lot of money on the table. Um, I've done a lot of email marketing in my lifetime, but Jay has done a gazillion, gazillion. <laughs> percent more email marketing in his world. And one of the things we wanted to talk about today was subject lines, getting emails opened. We're in, we're in a crazy world. It's like everybody's busy now. Right. It is like so much harder than it was five, ten years ago. Five, ten years ago, your uh, uh, open rate was just skyrocket. I was getting open rates of 20, 30, 40 percent, depending on is this a sales, you know, people that your clients that came in or is this cold, cold traffic? What, what is it? You know, who you're uh, sending to. In today's market, the, the inbox is so full. You know, you're, you're competing. So you have there's little tricks and things that you need to do to be able to get yourself up to the top and uh, make sure that your email is being opened. I've heard some people say email marketing is dead. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call BS on that one. It's definitely not dead. I don't think I'm getting as much reaction to, I'll say this, uh, people that are, are you're trying to send a message to that weren't ever on like a, a sales list, somebody that didn't buy your product. If it's somebody else that hasn't bought, they're like a prospect. It's a little bit harder in today's world. But if when somebody that has bought your product, for me, there was a few things that I did to make sure that I was getting huge open rates. And uh, I'll share those as we go on. Yeah, so we're going to talk, you know, some of these additional series of these videos. We can't wait to do more of these. We, you can you'll tell that we like talking about this stuff. But subject rates, uh, subject, subject lines for improving open rates. If you can't get the email opened, it doesn't matter how good the message is, how good the offer is, how good the page that they would ultimately end up is. You have to get the email open. Let's talk about that. What For you, when you're sitting down and thinking about writing email subject lines, what are some of the things that you're thinking about? Uh, first of all, I'm trying to think of what 
is going to hit the curiosity. Curiosity is a big thing. So it, it all depends. You're, you're, it all depends on what is this email. Is this email something that after somebody purchased something? Is this something that you're trying to promote another product? What is this email about? And that's going to define what my subject line is going to be. If it's something where I haven't emailed in a long time, and I have to really make it curiosity based, you know, almost almost kind of generic to a point that's asking a question that they really want to open it and see what it, what else is in here. Uh, it, it's, it's sparking that curiosity. Now, if it's something where it was a uh, client that purchased product from me and I've sent emails through time, what I've done is I actually will put the name of the product that they purchased in the subject line, put little brackets around it or something, so then they can sit there and see there's a relation. So when they're going through their email list and there's just tons of stuff that you go through your inbox and you're scrolling, well, if they see the product and it's like, oh, I know what that is. It's not like, oh, this is just another junk email. They're like, okay, I see it. I target it and open it. It at least triggers that relationship that you already had with them. Correct. And hopefully it was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> they're like, bing, delete. <laughs> but, okay, so curiosity is one way to get an email open. What are some of the things that you're doing or saying? And I know it varies from product and offer and list and, and niche. But what are some of the things that you do? And I'll talk about a, maybe a couple of emails I did that were weird. Uh, <laughs> there, my one biggest one that I did that was very generic. And it, I, I did this because I wanted to not just have my email list, but then take them over into social media. I made an email and the, the subject line was Jason, because was, I was the brand at that right. point. Jason wants to be friends on Facebook. Oh, nice. And then when I opened it up, I even created, it was an HTML email at this time too. And it made it look like the old school Facebook friend request. You used yeah. to get an email. And I made Blue it look like, right, with a little button. Jason wants to be friends on email. And then I had my little quote. I had a little message that I wrote in there. That, hey, I would like to connect with you on social media, so on and so forth. And the button and everything actually went to my Facebook page so then they can go and click and say that they wanted to follow me and so on and so forth. That sparked so much more attention. And everybody that used to be what we'd call a dead subscriber, they hadn't opened in months and months and months, all of a sudden I was sitting there just nailing it, nailing it. People were opening it, clicking on it, replying to it. And they were at least curious as to what, the why, what they were, what this was going, et cetera. But you also did something. You tied into your brand, which really from familiarity, mm -hmm. and then you tied into Facebook, so you got to piggyback. That's something that if you haven't done, like I've done, and take the investing space, for example. Um, I've written one of my emails that I did early on when I started Harvard City. This would have been back as early as probably 2013, maybe early 2014. I remember writing an email that said, um, um, Warren Buffett would really like this, okay? So I piggybacked off of a known brand, something that I knew investors would be familiar with, but I also used some curiosity, this, or what is this? So like if you've ever seen some of the headline formulas that are out there, you know, there's like, do you make, are you making these five mistakes in your marketing? Are you um, making these three critical errors in your savings or whatever? People want to know what these are. What are these mistakes, this problem? What is this that Warren Buffett would like? So I like curiosity things that use words that 
force them to open the email to resolve the question mark that I've created in their mind. What is this? What are the, so I like those. Um, but something we were talking about off camera earlier today was the difference between curiosity-based emails and subject-based emails that would actually filter out or pre-define someone that's interested. So I'm going to give you an, a, my the example I used earlier today was, and it kind of created a little bit of a, a funny uh, spinoff, but was the mouth that makes $10,000 an hour, you know, versus, and I think Dan Kennedy had one years ago, he said, how to make $10,000 an hour without a mask and a gun. Okay, that would have been a cool one. That's a little long, but, but something like that versus saying, um, how to make $10,000 an hour as a public speaker. Now we know both in both instances I'm talking about public speaking. So if I'm selling a course or coaching or something, an event on public speaking, that could work. But what we were talking about was using um, topic-specific things that we know people are interested in versus curiosity, where it's really only designed to get the open, not to pre-filter those people. What do you think about one versus the other and the use of one versus the other? It all has its own place, where if you are going towards a market, in this case, let's say it was speaking, if you put speaker to become a speaker, because now you already know what that market is and this email is going to that market, that'll work. But if you have a broad, cold traffic, let's say, that you're sending it to, you want to get the curiosity first to then get in, to read the email, to then get into your web page or whatever it is. So it, it, it all depends on who's receiving that email. I'll tell you That's my take on that. Okay. So my take on that, I did lots of webinars over the years. I still do, but I over the years, like there were some years I did a lot, several hundred webinars. But... One of the things I like to do is leading up to a webinar, you've got multiple, if you have a list, you're promoting that webinar multiple times. So think of it, whether it's a webinar or a video sales letter or some kind of a special offer, think about the fact that you have different types of people reading your emails and some people will respond to one thing and others won't res will respond to another. So I like to use both. One of my emails might be the curiosity email and I'm going for that big broad open, as many people as I can possibly get to open that email. And then the next day I might do a more topic focused. So I might, you know, the first one would be the guy with the $10,000 mouth, you know, and dot, dot, dot. And I love the ellipses, dot, dot, dot. It's like, okay, there's a story started. I need to resolve this story in my head. And, you know, we'll talk about email bodies, but I want to jump in and say, and I would open that email with, you wouldn't believe this, but, and then, you know, like, oh, my word, right. I'm not going to believe, you know, <laughs> now they're sucked into that story. Okay. But the next day might be, um, are you available to speak? Or it might be um, tips for getting booked as a speaker or how to make $10,000 an hour as a public speaker. So the first day I got all these people to open it just because they're interested in the money aspect of it. The next day I'm narrowing down, I'm really going after people that are interested in public speaking. Right. Make sense? Yes, I've done a lot too where it's, I don't have the same body of email, but then different subject line where I'll send one that might be the curiosity based. And then maybe that afternoon, Resegment off of the email list and say, okay, I want to send again to everybody that didn't open 
but I'm going to try but a different, a different subject, subject line. line. Okay. Yes. And then again, <laughs> next next one. Let me send again to everybody that didn't open different subject line. And you're letting that body copy work double duty. Correct. Double duty. Correct. So as long as the you know you you might have to change the body copy just a little bit depending on what the subject line is, but it's the same meat and potatoes I would say within within the body. What do you think about curiosity? You know, people talk about overstaying your welcome in places. What do you think about curiosity emails where your can they be overused where people then start to ignore your emails because they never know what you're talking about or they always feel like you're going to trick them? Everybody's always, you're always going to get that. People are always going to think. There's, to me, things seem to be a number game with email marketing. And once you start looking at your tracking and see, you know that there's going to be, you're going to send out this to 10,000 people, 1,000 people might, might open it up, 100 people might click on it, 10 people might act. You know, so it's it's a numbers game. So I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, to actually sit there and dissect it like you're thinking about, I haven't even put my time and energy into that. Uh, this is actually a good time. So, so what we're going to do is, I think we're going to give folks some email subject line starters and formulas. I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe to give away a little PDF. I know I've got something in my little bag of tricks, and okay. we're going to make that available. What I'll do is I'll leave it up to Jesse to get us a link on the screen and or below this video, wherever it's out. So what you'll want to do is just pay attention. We'll put a link up here on that. If you're in the podcast, uh, if you're listening to this in audio in the podcast, then uh, we'll get uh, Jake to put an audio tag in there and give you the link to go to so okay. in, the, in the closing. But I'd like to give folks a place to start because what what really experienced marketers have, have recognized is that there are patterns that work over and over in formulas that work over and over again. And you can use those same things in different niches, different topics, different subjects, different offers, et cetera, if you know the patterns. And I'm a big believer that like what one person has figured out, others can duplicate if they just know the formula. So I think it'd be nice for us to give away a little PDF, maybe with some email subject starters or formulas that would allow people to be more effective at getting their open rates. Any final thoughts? Uh, only a couple other things I can sit here and uh, we can talk about some, some things on subject lines, places you can go to. Right now I can think of things I used to do. I used to go to magazine websites and look to see what are their titles. And then you might be changing just a little bit of word. Instead of their product, you're putting word in. They pay their guys I mean, tons of money. And I mean, if you're a magazine, big magazine, like a Cosmo, Men's Health, those types of things, they know what they're doing. They, they've been through tests. So going to magazine websites like that, newspapers, certain things like that, I've gone there just to look at their headlines and then just modify my words. I love it. That's products. a great tip. Right. Anything else? Uh, now that I'm on the spot, that was, <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. That's but okay, but that's a really we'll, good tip. And you yeah. know, um, I, I'm kind of one of those weirdos. I don't know if you do it, but I actually, when I have my phone with me, when I'm standing in line at the grocery store, and those those are some of the prominent magazines, the tabloids and the, the Cosmos and stuff, I snap pictures. Now, it's real easy with the internet these days. It used to not be that way, but with the internet, you can Google Cosmo magazine covers and then click on images in Google and it'll give you a bunch of those and you can just go through them. And what you'll see is exactly what we were just talking about. There's these set formulas over and over and over. They have certain words, sex and on and on and on that are like always used on their covers. Well, there's a reason. It's because they freaking work. And so think about how you can leverage off at of some of those formulas that you can go find on your own. We'll give you the PDF. Again, just look for the link on the bottom of the screen or the tag that Jake gives you. 
and uh, we're going to give you the PDF for free, give you some formulas. We're going to see you in some more videos. Did you enjoy this? I enjoyed this. Oh, this, this is awesome. <laughs> this is fun. And we've been talking about doing this for a while, so we're going to try to... Here's what would be cool, is if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, put a comment down below and tell us what marketing... Uh, tips, ideas, strategies would you like? Is it with learning how to generate more leads? Is it learning how to build better pages, writing better copy, getting better results, more conversions? What is it that would help you the most in your marketing, in your business? And we'll try to do a video on one of those topics. We have literally decades of experience between us in this and, and we love to share, we love to give, give, give. And we know that you'll benefit from it, you'll grow from it. So like this video, share this video, follow us, subscribe on the channel, wherever you're at, uh, and, and connect with us. And definitely put down in the comments any kind of questions that you have. And we'll see you in another video. Again, JP Maroney here, Jason Benoit, and uh, we'll see you in another video very, very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.